0: Jane Smith, you were listening to what the Minister of Tourism, Forestry, Economic and Regional Development, Stuart Nash, had to say. What have you got to say?
1: Good afternoon, Jamie. That certainly was a waste of oxygen and time, wasn't it? I mean, it really is ironic that, um, and highly disturbing, actually, to hear a Minister in charge of those portfolios to talk about this issue at arm's length, it was sort of in a third person, in a really bizarre way. So, um, you know, if we were going to... Export something. It might be Nash and O'Connor in a very slow boat to China because, you know, to talk about his hundred-year vision. What about his three to five to thirty to fifty-year plan? I mean, um, and to talk about—and this is one thing that highly frustrates me, Jamie—is um, to talk about um, marginal land. You know, class six and seven land is some sort of expendable item, um, and uh, you know that that is uneconomic. Actually, a lot of our farming, our, our best farmers, are on that land, and they are making a very good go and very good um you know i guess fortune for the for the uh, economy and also looking after the environment at the same time, Jamie. So I to, to sort of shug, shove that off as a as a expendable item and um, and to talk about <laughs> talk about the provincial growth fund. I've always laughed that it. it's got the same acronym as PGF, as a problem gambling foundation because that's basically what it was. Because um, and he talked about a sense of optimism in those regions. Now you can't actually eat optimism, and um, you can't actually falsely manufacture jobs, Jamie. They're either there or they're not.
0: Now, you sent me a text this morning when I was teeing up this interview. You said, hey, can you make sure you ask me if the Hiwaka Ekenoa proposal is linked to at all uh, to all the mass afforestation position we currently find ourselves in? Because it is. And farmers need to be clear on this. And they're not.
1: Absolutely, Jamie. And, you know, we're dancing around the Maypole on this and, um, you know, we actually should be looking at the, a much wider lens. And as I said, it, it makes, me, makes me nauseous when we talk about and we've seen all the hype of the last um, month or three weeks or so uh, about the Hawaka Ikenaua proposal um, and the government proposal. Well, the, the, the hype has been around the government proposal when actually they are two sides of the same same coin basically and so the PM has been right and I know she talked about it on your show, she said what we're modelling here is a proposal that the sector has produced as well, it's basically been presented to us and we're putting back out today which is what you presented farmers and I guess the only incorrect part about that is that that um, you know farmers came up with it, well we certainly didn't and, and um, you know there's The concern is, Jamie, that as farmers, um, the general mass of farmers, and I feel like we've sort of seen as a great unwash to many of our supposed, um, those that represent us, um, have never been able to have um, the the chance to have a really constructive conversation about that. So um, we've been fighting to ask someone to stand up for us on this for the last two years, and the door has been firmly locked. And I guess... The, the irony is that um, our industry is playing a very da- dangerous game of it appeasing and agreeing with the government behind the scenes, but calling them out in the media. And um, and I see just in the last few days we've been told that we've got a we haven't got a leadership problem, we've got a followership problem. So that's quite interesting. But at the end of the day, the uh, current you know, um situation, all the government one, is going to uh, have the net effect um, of over uh, I think it's 13,000. Um, jobs lost in the red meat sector, over 2,000 farming families. Now, these are real families. These are real towns. And um, we talk about ghost towns, and that's exactly what it will create. A million stock units lost a year. So um, that is that is um, going to escalate what is already happening and what you were trying to talk to Nash about. Um, and it's, it's just sort of the, the cocktail of ignorance and arrogance. And the inability, I guess, for us to, to um, help shape our own pathway, Jamie, and that's what's been really really uh, soul destroying for farmers and I've I've certainly fielded a lot of uh, upset and and emotional phone calls from farmers particularly over the last week or so when they see we've got another round of of, of quasi consultation on I'm not sure what because if we're being asked to put some more submissions in Jamie and, and try to help shape something up, up better it's just simply not going to happen. Because hey, no
0: Jane, just sorry I need to advance the conversation here just in terms of the industry good bodies are they agreeing behind closed doors or now are they burying their teeth away but I think it would be fair to say we've seen a bit of a sea change from Federated Farmers for instance.
1: Um, federated Farmers has come out Jamie, Jamie, and said that the, the current um, version and the government version are not fit for purpose and they're they completely correct in that. So, And when you look at those mo- model numbers, and it doesn't matter whether it's the government model or the industry model, they are totally unpalatable um, if, we, if we're if wanting to I guess shape a, a better way forward or even just fight for our survival, Jamie. So I think um, you know, we're certainly seeing a, a little bit more pressure go on the government, but uh, no wonder James Shaw and um, the PM Bemused, at best, or dazed and and confused um, in terms of uh, where our industry is going. When actually, um, the the thought of collaboration has been um, prioritised higher than uh, than the future of our farming sector. So, um, you know, again, why should we be doing having to do submissions um, when actually those that have have these representatives haven't shown the full um, the full uh, I guess outcome of this. Um, both short-term and long-term. And, you know, the co- consultation is a farcical word um, in terms of the co- um, time and money and hope that we've been given when actually there possibly isn't any. So I guess all we're asking for, and when I say we, I'm just saying farmers in general, is actually a chance to hear, have our voices heard because that certainly hasn't happened. And what did Churchill say? Consensus is a poor substitute for real leadership. So I think um, we can no longer afford to blame someone else for this in terms of the government, etc. We need to be part of the solution. And many of us have got potential solutions, um, but we haven't been allowed to to hear them, Jamie. And I think again, to stand back and to have the Ministers for the Environment and the Climate and Ag and the rural uh, economic regional development all in one room and actually say where is the big picture here Jamie because you could talk about a, a long term lens on this but no one has and actually the, the actual current regulations are just getting escalated by um, incompetency so um, we, we really need now is the time and we cannot afford to be covered in pine trees and um, as someone said you can, cannot eat carbon credits Jamie.
0: Exactly. Remind me never have never to have an argument with you, Jane Smith. Thanks for your time.
1: I'll see you in the tailing pen this afternoon, Jamie. Plenty, plenty of arguments to be had.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Does anyone else get a word in in the tailing pen, Jane?
1: No, they've started actually turning, uh, they've got a speaker there now, so the boys turn the music up so they can't hear me, but that just gives me more thinking time, Jamie.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds dangerous. Jane Smith there, North Otago farmer, former winner of the Balance Farm Environment Awards as well.